Wasn't it nice of the Lord to turn on his air condition for us today? Give us another great Sunday of cloud cover. Believe the Lord's going to help us to have a great time today. We feel like the Lord's given us a word for this service. We're going to worship the Lord before we start with prayer and worship. I do want to remind you, if you look into those little bags that they were handing out when you pulled in, it's very important that you go over that information because next Sunday, next Sunday we're going to be changing up a little bit. We're going to be having three services in the auditorium at 8 o'clock, 10 o'clock, and 12 o'clock. And it's going to be... uh, it's going to be shown up on the big screen, but we're going to have live prayer teams and live support staff, and we're going to ease ourselves back into this. I'm looking forward to getting back in that auditorium. Amen. Praise God. But we do have some precautionary things that we're going to be doing uh, for next Sunday, so we'd ask that you would just look at this card, and we still want to make sure we keep everybody safe and that we also find ways to be able to be creative, stay connected, and to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. Amen. So make sure you avail yourself of the information that's in your bag. And if you have any questions, of course, you can always contact one of our staff or call the front office. But let's get ready to have church today. Why don't we start by just lifting up our voices and let's say, God, we want your spirit and your blessing. We want your favor to be upon this place today. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we've come once again, Lord, to worship you. We thank you, Lord, for your hand of protection. We thank you, Lord, for your presence and your spirit that is here in a mighty way. We ask you, Lord, as we worship you in song and we worship you in the declaration of your word, that, God, your presence would be felt here. We ask for a mighty move of the Holy Ghost. We ask for the miraculous healing of your power and your presence to be felt in every car, in every person's life, Lord. We are here to exalt the name of Jesus. We are here to declare your glory and your greatness in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. God bless you. Worship with our worship team in the name of the Lord.
Praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Amen. It's good to have everybody in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. The whole earth is his. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Before we receive our offering, I would like to just go to the Lord in prayer. A couple prayer requests that we'd like to make known is one is Brother Clyde Gibson, normally working out there in the parking lot. Uh, he had knee surgery this past week, so let's pray that the Lord will give him a speedy recovery. Let's also remember Sister Mason's sister, Rita. She's in England. She fell and broke her hip, and uh, she's in surgery right today. So let's pray for that. And also let's remember the Webb family. Brother uh, Ray Webb uh, lost his uncle uh, just this past week. So we're praying for that family that the Lord will give them peace. Amen. If you've got an unspoken prayer request, just honk your horn. Amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Let's just go to the Lord in prayer right now for our petitions. God, we love you, Lord. We believe in you, O oh God. We trust in you. We thank you, Lord, hallelujah, that you're in control of all things. And we pray for Brother Gibson today that you would just move in a mighty way in his life and Help him, oh God, to have a speedy recovery for his knee surgery. We pray for Sister um, Mason's sister today, Rita, that you would help her, oh Lord, in surgery right now. God, we pray, oh Lord, for the Webb family. We know that you're the Prince of Peace, oh God. Lord, let the power of the Holy Ghost overshadow them. We give you the praise for it and all the glory. Hallelujah. We love you, Lord. We pray for every unspoken request today, God. We know that you're on the throne, that you're able to do all things, exceeding and abundantly, O oh Lord, above all that we're able to ask or even think. And God, we pray for this service today. Anoint our pastor like never before, O oh God, as he brings forth the word of God. Speak to us, O oh God, through your word, and we'll give you all the praise and all the honor. In Jesus' name, and Lord, we're praying that you would bless our offering today as we give it in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. In Jesus' name we pray. God bless you. Our ushers can be dismissed to receive the offering right now. As they're going around to the cars, I want to just remind you that you have an envelope and also a pen in your bag. Uh, there's a small flyer in there also that shows you all the different ways that you can give online, texting, and through the mail. However, it's more convenient for you. We're trying to make every option available. Also, we want to remind you tonight at 6.30, we'll be having an e-chat with Evangelist Mike Easter. That'll be awesome. We all know Mike Easter, Evangelist. Amen. And we'll be having him tonight at 6.30. It's also going to be interactive. So if you go online, you're going to be able to ask some questions. Great night tonight, 6.30. Don't miss it. This week coming up, we're having what we're calling our online services, E-Witness. This is E-Witness Week, amen? And we'll be sharing several testimonies every night starting at 7 p.m. Monday night is Brother Jeff Arnold. On Tuesday night, we're going to have Brother Nick Mahaney. On Wednesday night, we're going to have Brother Joel and Nathaniel Urshan. On Thursday night, we'll be having our very own brother Chris Miller. We'll be sharing his testimony. On Friday night, will be Larry Sims. 
And then Saturday, Brother Tyler will be inter inter interviewing our very own Kevin Demarius and Sister Bethany Weaver. It's going to be a great time this week, starting at 7 p.m. You're not going to want to miss it. And as Pastor was saying earlier, this starting this Sunday, we're doing our soft approach. Hallelujah. Getting back into the church. Praise God. Amen. So we're excited about that. Uh, we're going to be having it on the big screen. And the service times are 8, 10, and 12 amen, p.m. 8 a.m., 10 a.m., and then noon. And we'll be having a live prayer teams where you'll be able to come to the front if you want for prayer. And also we'll, at the door, we'll be having mandatory temperature scans by uh, infrared temperature scans. And if you have a temperature of 99 or above, we're not going to be allowed to allow you to be in the building. And also we'll be having hand sanitizer around uh, for you to use as you approach the building. And in between each service, we're going to be sanitizing all the seats. Uh, and during the service, we'll be having uh, certain areas that you can sit in to make sure we're all spaced six feet apart. Amen. Taking all the precautions, but at the same time, we want to get back into the sanctuary and enjoy the worship of the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. We'll still be having the online service at uh, 10 a.m. on Sunday uh, for those that are not able to make it to the, to the uh, church. Amen. And also we want to remind you that we are here for you and that we are open Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. If you have any need, don't hesitate to come down. Don't hesitate to call. We're here to answer all your questions and to help you in any way that we can. Amen. God bless you. Continue to worship with our praise team.
this whole world, but give me Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. We have come today to exalt the name of Jesus, to lift him up, 
for he is great and greatly to be praised. And I am glad that you have joined us. It's awesome to watch by internet, but there's something powerful about gathering with God's people. Amen. And I'm glad you are here. I can't wait till we get back in that auditorium. We're going to bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. Hallelujah. A lot of changes have been made, a lot of improvements since we were in service some five or six weeks ago. And you're going to be thrilled about the progress that's been made and the improvements that's been made on the sanctuary. And uh, it's going to be a great, great time next Sunday as we have our three services, 8 and at 10 and at 12. I pray that God is keeping you and your family safe and that all of you are being able to stay productive and not getting on each other's nerves too much, but being able to stay sane and safe. Something beautiful about this season that sort of forced us to slow down and to really focus on the important things in life, our family, our faith, our friends. God is good. And I'm thankful for this body of believers that he has given us here at East Wind Pentecostal Church. We love all of you dearly, and we are thankful for you. I turn your attention today to Matthew chapter 14, and verse 35 is where we begin our reading. Matthew chapter 14 and verse 35. And when the men of that place had knowledge of him, they sent out into all that country round about and brought unto him all that were diseased and besought him, verse 36, that they might only touch the hem of his garment. And as many as touched were made perfectly whole. They did not even have to have his physical hand placed upon them, but they said, if we can but just touch the hem of his garment, we shall be made whole. And the Bible says that as many as touched, they were made perfectly whole. I want to speak today on this subject, the Jesus virus. The Jesus virus. Everybody's focused on the coronavirus, but I found a virus that's more powerful. And it is the Jesus virus. Oh, hallelujah. Lord, we thank you for your presence and we thank you for your glory. We ask you, God, that you would saturate this place with the power of your spirit and that there would be healing virtue that would go to every car, every person, those that are watching by internet. I pray that they would feel the power of the Holy Ghost. And as they put their hands forth, that healing virtue would be dispatched to every home and to every person in the name of Jesus Christ. And all of God's people said amen. I looked up the definition of the word virus in the dictionary, and I found a definition that says 
that a virus is a piece of code which is capable of copying itself and typically has a detrimental effect such as destroying data. So when your computer gets a virus, it doesn't start sneezing, but it has something that is added to its internal code that can begin to destroy data and typically can quickly replicate itself and is even sometimes detrimental. A virus is a code that can destroy data. The Bible says that we are born in sin and shaped in iniquity, inherent in our nature of every single man, woman, boy, or girl is a propensity to sin. And it's not long that we're on this earth that we begin to build a resume of mistakes. We build up a record, a database of sin because we in our nature are hardwired for sin. If we can say it this way, it's in our code. It's in our DNA. Paul explains it in the great book of Romans that he penned, chapter 7. He says, and I quote, I try to do right, but I have this law or this code in me that keeps evil present. But then he says in verse 21, I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. But I see another law in my members. There's something else that he found that is in the DNA and the code of his flesh. I see another law in my members that's warring against the law of my mind against the law of my good intentions, against the law of my desires to do right and to live right. I have got an invisible enemy inside of me. Paul is saying this, and he says it's bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. It seems like a runaway train. It seems like we want to do right, but we keep stumbling. We keep falling because within our nature and within this flesh is a code. It is a DNA, and we keep returning back to our sins. But then something happens to each of us. We get infected with a virus called Jesus. You and I hear the gospel preached, and we feel something deep inside of us. It's like a fire shut up in our bones. It's as if we get a fever, not in the flesh, but in the spirit. And it's more than just the symptoms of an emotional high. I've come to tell you that data is destroyed when you get the virus called Jesus. 
The Bible says that Satan is an accuser of the brethren, and he has built up a rap sheet against you. But when we get infected with the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ, that data is destroyed. That code is corrupted. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 13. To the church at Colossia, he says, And you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. Watch this. Verse 14. Blotting out. It's the only time I can find in my King James Version Bible that the word blotting is found in all of Scripture. Blotting out, corrupting the code, destroying the evidence, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. Jesus took all of those ordinances and all of those mistakes and all of that rap sheet that the enemy had been building against us and he blotted it all out with the blood of Jesus all with the Calvary sacrifice of our God robed in flesh. He corrupted the data and he gave us something new, a new way of thinking, a new way of talking, a new way of living. I've come to declare to you today that this virus called Jesus is detrimental. It is detrimental to hell. It is detrimental to sin. It's more powerful than anything this world has ever known. This virus called Jesus is stronger than the coronavirus or any other virus that's in this flesh. Oh, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me. I want to prove to you today that there is no virus in this world that's more powerful than the Jesus virus. The definition of a virus is that it's capable of copying itself or it is contagious. Well, I've heard all the statistics, as you have, that tell us how long this coronavirus can survive on a surface, if you touch the surface after someone touches it that has the virus, it can infect you. They talk about it like it's a god. It can survive on these surfaces for an extended period of time. On metal for five days. On wood for four days. On plastics for two to three days. Stainless steel, two to three days. Cardboard, 24 hours. Copper, four hours. And we all have to hear about the coronavirus every minute of every day. But I've come to preach the Jesus virus. Because the Jesus virus is more contagious than the coronavirus. I'll prove it to you. 
It can last on a surface for 2,000 years. It's more powerful than the coronavirus. I don't know about you, but I got infected by it years ago, and I've never been the same. It's all in him, the power and the fullness of the Godhead, and it's all in Jesus. Dr. Lisa Maricakis, Senior Director of Infection Prevention at the John Hopkins Health System, writes, and I quote, So far, evidence suggests that it's harder to catch the virus from a soft surface, such as fabric, than it is from frequently touched hard surfaces, like elevator buttons or door handles. I want you to think about this. It's harder for the coronavirus to pass through soft surfaces, like garments, like the hem of a garment. Coronavirus has a harder time. Well, the Jesus virus is more powerful because it doesn't have a hard time. All of that crowd said, if we can just touch the hem of his garment, we don't even have to make physical contact. If I can just get in the vicinity, if I can just get in the surrounding atmosphere where men and women are lifting up the name of Jesus and glorifying God, I'm going to get my touch. I'm going to get my touch. Everybody. 100% that touched the garment was infected with the Jesus virus. Dr. Robert Redfield, the director of the CDC, Center for Disease Control, said, and I quote, he's speaking about the coronavirus. This is a very powerful weapon. How powerful is it, Dr. Redfield? He quotes, this virus cannot go from person to person that easily. It needs to be close. It needs to be within six feet. This great coronavirus that's holding the world hostage is not so powerful that it can easily pass from person to person. you got to get in a six-foot range. I submit to you today that the Jesus virus is more powerful because it can jump over oceans. There was a great revival in the Hebrides Islands off of Scotland in the early 1900s. There were two elderly ladies that were sisters. One was 82 and the other was 84. One was blind and the other was humped over with stenosis of the spine. Their names were Peggy and Christine Smith. They could not even go out to the church because of their ailments and their sicknesses and diseases, but they could pray, and they were so hungry for revival. People would come to their house, and they would pray. Their house literally became a place of worship, and people were gathered because they were so passionate for revival on their island. It was a little island as a part of the Hebrides Islands, a little island called Lewis. They talked to their pastor, Reverend Duncan Campbell, and they told him of their desire to see the fire fall on their island. They were so passionate. They were so hungry for a move of God. They joined together and they all began to pray and seek God. It was just a 
handful of people, but they began to pray like never before, and the fire fell on that little obscure piece of land off of the coast of Scotland, and that little church filled up, and it overflowed with the Spirit of God, and people were saved. That revival shook that island, and the islands round about, and when it did, there was a young man that was saved, and his name was Donald Smith, and the pastor was so impressed with young Donald Smith that he began to use him for public prayers, and he began to use him in the services that they held for their meetings, and oh, how God moved. Donald Smith had a cousin from the same island, and her name was Mary Ann Smith. She immigrated to America in 1936, and she met a man named Fred. They fell in love, and they got married, and those old ladies, those sisters, those prayer warriors from the island that were Mary Ann's aunt, they were concerned about their niece, Mary Ann, immigrating to America and starting her new life with Fred. So they sent her a Bible, a Bible that had come out of that revival and had been used in a special way during those meetings. They sent that Bible from a little island off of Scotland and they sent it and they shipped it over the ocean and it arrived at Mary Ann and Fred's house. They said, we want you to treasure this. This is the Bible. And if you'll hold on to this, Mary Ann, it'll be your strength if you'll read it and treasure it. And Mary Ann did. She kept it and she treasured it. And in 1937, she began to have children. Her first son, oh, they named him Fred after his father. Her second child was a girl. They named her after the mom, Mary Ann. Her third child was also a girl. They named her Elizabeth. And their fourth child was a boy. And this lady, this mother, she had been so impacted by this young man that God had used in these revival meetings uh, that she named her youngest son after him. She named him Donald. Uh, He was born in 1946 uh, and she gave him that Bible that those old ladies had sent her. That Bible that came out of those fiery revival meetings uh, and she explained to him as a child the importance of the Bible and who he had been named after. She told her youngest son to hang on to that Bible and don't ever lose it because it came out of a red hot revival. Young Donald grew up and became the 45th president of the United States. The office that he now holds in that old revival Bible from a little island off the coast of Scotland now sits in the Oval Office of the White House. A 100-year-old Bible came across the ocean from the wrinkled hands of a blind lady many, many years ago. And now it sits just a few feet from the president. Somebody needs to warn the Secret Service. Somebody needs to tell the White House Task Force there's a virus in the Oval Office. You're all focused on the coronavirus, but the Jesus virus is the one you better keep an eye on. It is alive, and it's on a hard surface. It's on the Bible, and ladies and gentlemen, it's contagious. It has in those pages the words of life. It has transformative power. It has the power to change the nature of our desires. It can turn hurt into health. 
It can turn pain into peace. It can turn mourning into dancing. It can turn sorrow into joy. If coronavirus has the power to instill fear, I've come to tell you that the Jesus virus is more powerful and it has the power to instill peace in the midst of the storm. Because where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. And where sickness abounds, the healing virtue of Jesus Christ does great more abound. It can turn blindness into sight. It can set the captive free. It can deliver from sin. It can destroy the addiction and release healing virtue. They say the coronavirus can be mitigated or reduced in its ability to live if you wash your hands frequently or use hand sanitizer. So this virus that we're all worried about, it can die when it comes up against soap or alcohol. Or now we're being told heat which we got a whole bunch of that in Florida. If this coronavirus is so bad, it seems like soap, alcohol, or heat can mitigate it or reduce it. Well, I know a more poor, powerful virus than the coronavirus because the Jesus virus, you cannot wash it off. tried to wash his hands of the blood of Jesus but it would not come off ladies and gentlemen you can't break out your hand sanitizer or your wet wipes in your car and forget what you're hearing right now because you're getting ready to get infected with a Jesus virus You can't wash away what you're feeling right now, my friend. You've been infected with a virus called Jesus, and it'll change your life, and it'll save you from the top of your head to the sole of your feet. They say the coronavirus is very powerful because it is airborne. When someone who is infected coughs or sneezes, they send droplets containing the virus into the air. A healthy person can then breathe in those droplets and be infected. Well, I know a virus that's more powerful, and it is also airborne. And when I breathe in those droplets, those droplets of innocent blood that was shed in that Judean desert, I get infected. Ezekiel 37.9 says, Then said he unto me, Prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, watch me now, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied, and he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood up upon their feet. An exceeding great army. If I've heard the vice president say one time, I've heard him say a hundred times, we are so thankful for all of the medical people in our country.
stood up. We stood up the medical community. We're so thankful for all the private industry. We stood up the private industry. I've heard him say over and over, I'm thankful for the first responders. We stood up this task force. We stood up all these individuals. I've come to tell you, there's a great army. And if the church of the living God ever stands up, this world will never be the same. You let a mighty army of Jesus' name, apostolics, stand up and say, not in this house, not in this community, not on my watch. Out of the sight of Jesus came blood and water. It splashed down onto the old rugged cross and landed in the sand and the rocks of that Judean desert on that hill called Golgotha and when it did it went airborne because shortly after that we read in John chapter 20 then the same day at evening before the first day of the week when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews they were all huddled together on the eve of that day of first fruits that day that we are gathered here in this parking lot today and they were fearful and they were assembled together but they were closed off then came Jesus and stood in the midst and saith unto them peace be unto you and when he had so said he showed unto them his hands and his side then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord, then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father hath sent me, even so send I you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them. The Bible says he breathed on them. This virus called Jesus went airborne. Because he found some people that were fearful, huddled up in their homes. But the breath of God permeated that atmosphere. Can I just stop and say this for a moment? I don't know what you may be facing in your home. I don't know what you may be facing in your health. I don't know what you may be facing on your job. But I've come to tell you, all you need is the breath of Jesus to blow into that situation. And when he breathed on them, here's what he said. Receive ye the Holy Ghost. If you've ever received the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, you have been infected. If you've ever been baptized, in the name of Jesus, you have been infected with the power of the day of Jesus. If you've ever been healed in your body, I've come to tell you, you bear witness of a virus that's more powerful than any sickness, than any disease, and than any sin, and it is Jesus. And at the name of Jesus... Every knee shall bow. 
I don't know if the coronavirus has a knee, but whatever it has, it has to bow at the name of Jesus. And then we read in Acts chapter 2, when they all gathered together, the Bible says that when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one mind and one accord. Suddenly, there came a sound from heaven, watch this, as of a rushing mighty wind. The breath of God, he breathed upon them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they began to speak in tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. Ladies and gentlemen, in closing, the lady with the issue of blood that touched the hem of his garment, her issue of blood came in contact with an issue or a flowing of blood that was more powerful. I never saw this until the Lord gave me this message. She came and said, if I can just touch the hem of this garment, what was her sickness? It was an issue of blood that was flowing from her body. But when she touched the hem of his garment, there was a greater issue of blood that flowed out of Jesus. And when her sickness came in contact with his power, something had to give. Something had to give way. And I'm here to tell you that the blood of Jesus was greater and the healing virtue of Jesus was greater. And he's still the same today as he was 2,000 years ago. It's still the blood of Jesus. Whatever disease you have, the blood of Jesus is stronger. Those people that touched the hem of his garment that we read about in our text, they were the ones that took action. Same thing with that little old lady with the issue of blood. Oh, yeah. They didn't wait for it to come to them. They had to be proactive. They said, if we can get to him, we don't even have to touch him in the flesh. But if we can just touch the hem of his garment, because everything around him is infected. Everything close to him is infected with the healing virtue and the power of God. You see, my friend, you've been baptized in his name and filled with his spirit. You don't realize, but there's a bubble all the way around you. You know how many times the enemy has tried to infiltrate, but he can't because there's a shield of protection that is around God's people. And I'm asking this great church today, I'm asking you to take the initiative, just like this little lady did that touched the hem of his garment, just like this crowd of people that said, if we can just touch the hem of his garment. I want you to know it was not initiated by Jesus. It was initiated by the hunger of the crowd. It was initiated by the urgency of the need. My friend, don't wait for Jesus to come to you. Go to him now. If you need a healing in your body or you need salvation in your life, here's what I want you to do right now. I want you to just put your hand up to the inside of the window of your car. Just put your hand up there. we got prayer teams and we've got ministers that are going to go around. And if you'll just put your hand up to the glass, whether it's the, the front windshield or if it's the side glass, whatever it is, you just put your hand up. And we're going to come around right now. We're going to pray for me. Tell you something. 
It doesn't even have to be a physical touch. It'll go right through the glass because this virus called Jesus is more contagious. And there's a point of contact that's coming right now. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. That's it. Our ministers, our altar workers are going to come around to your car and they're going to touch your hand through the glass. And I want you to just put your hand up there because by you putting your hand up there, you're saying, I'm taking initiative. I'm moving forward right now in the name of Jesus. I'm not going to stay in a passive position any longer. I'm saying I want God's touch. I want it right now. Oh, that's beautiful. I want it right now on my family. I want it on my own life. I don't know what you may be battling today, but I've come to tell you that there's a God, hallelujah, that's going to deliver you and set you free. If you've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, just put your hand right up there on that glass. Come on. God's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost right in your car. I said, God's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost right in your car, right in your living room, right in your own home. Put your hand. That's it. People are coming around right now. Just coming around. Just put your hand up there on that glass. Come on. Through. It's going to come through the window. It's going to come through. Come on. It's more powerful. Glass can't stop it. I said it's more powerful. Distance can't stop it. It's more powerful in the name of Jesus. Oh, come on. We're going to pray right now. Let's lift our voices. Lord, we thank you for your spirit and we thank you for your word. And we pray right now by the authority of your word and by the anointing of the Holy Ghost and by the power of the name of Jesus. Receive your miracle. In the name of Jesus, I receive my miracle. That's it. Oh, come on, church, let's pray. I feel God do it. I feel the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I claim right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I claim your healing touch. I believe, Lord, right now you're releasing healing virtue into every home, every family, every car by the power of the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus Christ, I receive my victory. I receive my spirit by the power of the Holy Ghost. I claim it. I claim it. It is the Spirit of God Almighty. Come on, it's going to infiltrate your car. It's going to infiltrate your mind. It's going to infiltrate your spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ, I receive my miracle by the power of the Holy Ghost.
right now into every car, God, into the home of every viewer, God. Lord, I pray, God, that they would feel the virtue flow, God, as it flowed from the hem of the garment, God. Let it flow, God, in this place right now. Let it flow into every car that's here. Let it flow into every living room, God, of the people that are watching. Lord, let the power that is in the blood, the power that is in the name, let it transcend every sickness right now. Let it transcend every sickness right now. Your name is still greater, and your blood is still more powerful. Lord, you said that this would be a day of healing. So right now, I pray that healing would flow in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, seek the face of God for just a moment. I take dominion over every sickness uh, through the name that is greater and through the blood that is more powerful. I take dominion, Lord, uh, over every infirmity uh, through the name that is greater and through the blood that is more powerful. I take dominion, Lord, uh, over every disease, uh, over the name God, uh, Lord, because the name is greater and the blood, it is more powerful. Lord, flow right now. Uh, Lord, flow through the airways, uh, into their cars, uh, flow through the airways, uh, and into their homes. Uh, let them feel the power of the Holy Ghost. Uh, let them feel the anointing power of the Holy Ghost. Uh, you're a healer, and you're a way maker. Uh, I feel something breaking right now. Uh, somebody reach up and grab a miracle. I'm telling you, uh, miracles are here right now. Uh, come on, the word has set the stage. There are miracles for you to take hold of right now. There is a miracle for your sickness right now. Apply it to your life right now. Lord, we need 